Hello and welcome to Null Pointers with your hosts Mark, Gerald and Stephen. And today we will go dark and talk about dark mode. But before we get to this week's topic, we thought we would have a little discussion about stuff that's just been in the news lately about earning 30% without doing anything, or however you want to call this. Uh, Fortnite has been in the news, and uh, since you two like to play a game or two, I thought I would ask you, did you did you read the headlines that Fortnite has been kicked out of the Google and the Apple stores? I have. Apparently, they didn't want to pay the 30% commission to Apple, and as a result, they got kicked out. And a lot of companies are having trouble with that lately for offering in-app purchases that weren't going through Apple, but their own little mechanism, which is what, what Fortnite did, but also the mail app, Hey!, which was offering subscriptions through their own little gateway, I guess. And the, the thing is, like, other apps do similar things, like Netflix, for example. Um, they also just forward you to the Netflix website, basically, to log in um, or to, to subscribe and log in after that. So it's uh, it's it seems to be, be a bit random which ones are and aren't allowed. Yeah, and that's also, but that's also from, I mean, I'm nowhere near as big as those companies, but that's also my experience from, from the reviews. Like, it, it all depends on who is going to review it, because I think Apple is the only one uh, that is actually doing most of their reviews by an actual human being. I think Google I think Google is doing it now too, but they have had a long time where it would just be tested automatically, I think. But whereas Apple really has someone looking at the actual app, uh, but yeah, then it all depends on like, you know, do you get uh, the one person or the other? And uh, I mean, I've, I've had a scenario where I submitted like the literally same version to uh, two times and once it was rejected and the other time it was uh, accepted so you know if they just missed that one thing that was in there uh, which doesn't abide by their rules then uh, suddenly it's it's accepted uh, but yeah this is a interesting case with uh, the whole 30 percent thing and uh, because i think that's also why um the, the Microsoft xCloud app uh, was was rejected, right? Or partly that. Uh, xCloud being the app that allows you to stream games to your mobile device. I, I'm not sure if it's the 30% rule. Um, I think there is generally an Apple store, um, as far as I've been told, you can actually not have games within your app that you're selling. And even though you might not be purchasing those apps directly, you're like playing a game within a game. Uh, and that's not uh, confirmative with uh, the guidelines that Apple has there. Uh, but yeah, I think the the 30% cut, um, it, it's an interesting thing. I mean, you said it before, uh, even if you have subscriptions where you do not actually purchase it directly within the app, um, you are still bound to be forced sometimes to have to offer an in-app purchase, uh, except you strike some kind of deal with Apple, it's been told, or that's at least the story that they said with uh, the Hey email client. But yeah, oddly, they have gone very quiet lately uh, regarding this. So I don't know if they were able to strike a deal on their own with Apple and then just... Um, we're forced now to go quiet. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting discussion that's going on. And I think especially if you're 
income is dependent on those uh, revenue streams, 30% is quite a cut. Yeah, and there is a couple of big companies now going after this policy. So uh, I don't think it's going to be very long until Apple has to do something about this. So we'll see. Yeah, our, our big friend Zuckerberg is also on the case. So I'm curious to see where this ends. You mean, does Facebook now sell Facebook? Facebook sells Facebook, yes. No, but they they have tried uh, getting those commissions out of there. But yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how far they can take it. Definitely a topic where where we will be staying tuned and uh, are looking forward if there are any reductions. But um, yeah, I mean Apple has got uh, a good a good and vibrant ecosystem, many users, and I think that's why they were able to have this cut uh, for so long without really anybody uh, even trying to discuss it in public. So it appears to be dark times for Apple, right? And speaking of dark times, I think we're going to talk about dark mode, dark themes, dark everything. Turn off the lights. Done. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay, we're waiting for Steven. Yep. Since we're now all gone dark, what is this dark mode all about? I mean, is, are there any reasons why why we even are going there? Is this just like a hip new trend or? It is, Mark. It is. It is hip. It is happening. You need to be on board. Put your phone in dark mode 24-7. Now, so, so most OSs are coming out with dark mode uh, or have it already. And apps are also more and more um, leaning towards it. And I personally don't have a lot of apps that I use in dark mode. Um, the Twitter app, for example, happens to be one that I'm actually using in dark mode 24-7. Um, I just like the the darker blue aesthetic that they have going on, basically. But the original thought behind it is um, that in dark mode, your eyes don't have to stare into this huge white wall of light. It's easier on the eyes, lets you helps you focus better, I guess. So that that's I think one of the main reasons that people are slowly veering towards it. So it's it's uh, it's for the developer living in the cellar, getting his nutrition values by pizza, so that the screen is not too bright while watching into it in an absolutely dark room. Okay, maybe I get it. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I get it that it can be aesthetically pleasing. Uh, I also find it quite interesting that um, since everybody's using a screen these days and uh, you get illuminated often also in in dark rooms, as you said, um, there there has been this uh, rise of, um, I think it's even scientifically backed, that you should not use a device before going to bed. And uh, I think that's also like uh, w- one reason why why people start to use darker themes is because uh, in in not well lit rooms as we are right now sitting in because we all put off our lights, uh, dark mode can just feel a bit less harsh on your eyes. But is that then also does that have to do with like the blue light reduction and that kind of stuff? Is that also? I mean, I've, there's this this theories, or I don't know, maybe that's the thing that you're saying, like it's it's proven. Uh, backed by science and everything, and I'm just not aware uh, that you 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 have to. I think that's where it kind of started, right? Even before the dark mode, where you could have this this mode on your uh, laptop and and things where it would filter out the blue light because the blue light would um, suppress the the melatonin, which is like the hormones of your body that will make you feel sleepy, right? Is that what this is all about as well that's my understanding so it, it, during the daylight like the sun you get like a, a, a quite a cold light as it's called 
Um, so it's it's quite blue. And uh, in the evening when the sun sets, um, you get like a, a warmer light. So it's more yellowish. And what the computers now can emulate, I mean, I know you can do it on Windows 10 and I can put it on, on my iPhone. I don't know if I actually can put it on on my Mac, but since I've got two Mac experts here, you can then comment on that just after this. The idea is that if you disable this blue light, uh, it will be uh, easier on your body and and not induce your sleep cycle. But I've also read that um, while this may help, the, the best thing that you can do is just avoid screens entirely before going to bed. Yeah, and it's um, you, you can see it on your on your iPhone, for example, where it's not necessarily dark mode, but it uh, it already kind of colors your screen in a in a yellowish hue. The darker mm-hmm. yeah, it gets, exactly. um, so that that is also related to what you just mentioned. But it's it. I think in the end, it's all about like this this strain on your eyes of just bright screens everywhere, especially in the dark. Uh, your eyes are focusing on on the dark light coming in, and then this suddenly this huge wall of white is coming in. And it, it just strains your eyes. Um, you you might squint or your position might change. So you, you're also going to get neck and shoulder pain. And it, it j- basically... You'll die. You'll die if you don't use dark mode. Yeah. that's Turn it on, people. Save mm-hmm. lives. That's the tagline, I think, for this episode. Mm-hmm. In the bag. Okay. And, and obviously also, like, battery saving is probably also part of the reason that people are attracted to it. Just making a dark OLED screen, for example, obviously costs a lot less battery than making one that's fully bright. Is it? Is it? Is it actually? Does it? Do we have any scientific facts for that? I, that's something that I feel like is always like a a claim for like, ooh, it saves so much battery. Well, I've used it on my iPhone for a little while. Uh, to see if it does anything, but I didn't really notice any big change in my battery usage. So I don't know. Well, that's because you're always playing videos. Oh, I mean, that's right. That just drains the battery, Gerald. That's that. Oh, no, that. but I mean, on, on an OLED screen, um, so if the, it's, it's like a bit an uh, in, in inverted science. So if you, on, a, on your computer screen, which is usually an LED screen, uh, if you want to have a black color, you usually use uh, all the lights. So you've got red, green, blue, and they're like on, on full. And that will then make that pixel go black. And on an OLED screen, you can just take no lights and then it will get, so, so it's like black, black. And then you can also see like in, an, in a higher contrast of, of OLED screens because they can go really dark on those areas. So yes, in 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 theory, uh, if you have dark mode enabled on an OLED screen, um, you should actually have an improvement in battery life. Uh, but there are also various other factors that play in uh, on the battery consumption on your screen. But I, I'm going a, a step back here, and I admit it. I mean, the first phone that I had that was dark mode and had an OLED screen was a Windows phone. And Ooh. I really like the aesthetics there. So so did you guys ever have a Windows phone? I had one because they were just launching it. What is it? Is it that Nokia 930? Is that something that existed? I don't know. It was the one with the funky colorful backs, the yellow and the blue one, and then maybe another one. Uh, so I think at the time, Nokia really, yeah, were going bad. So they needed to sell phones. Windows phone wasn't going too great. So they needed to sell phones. Uh, so they decided to work together. I don't think uh, Microsoft bought Nokia at that time. Uh, but they had some kind of competition for developers where you, uh, because I think 
everyone agrees mostly that the big problem Windows Phone had was that there were no apps in the store, right? So they had this this competition thing where uh, if you as a developer uh, would uh, enter three ideas for apps uh, and make them known to uh, your local Microsoft representative, um, then you would get a phone that you could use for testing, so a Windows phone. Um, and if those three apps were in the store before uh, a certain date, then you could keep the phone. Um, so I did that, uh, did the thing, got the phone and, um, yeah, I wasn't really convinced. <laughs> so I think I gave it to my mother and she was happy for, with it for a couple of years. But, uh, um, I, I mean, they did some nice things, but I felt from a UI perspective thing, um, I mean, Apple is restrictive, but with the windows UI, windows phone UI things, the, the whole Metro thing going on, there wasn't a whole lot you could do to go outside of that. Um, so every app and thing mostly looked the same, um, which was a thing that I, I didn't really like. Uh, but yeah, they had the whole window light, light and dark theme or whatever they called it. They, they had it implemented there. That that's for sure. You mean they, they, they all look the same. They all looked awesome. That was the word you were looking yes, for. Yes. Yes. That's exactly yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I mean, uh, I, I had the 920, which was, uh, also came in some bright colors and i actually even got the 930 which i think was like the last phone that was branded with nokia before microsoft bought it and i i really like the windows phone i'll put it out there um and uh, but i must say uh after a while i once uh, got a for a testing device i got an android phone and i started to install a few apps and i just noticed how much better the apps were on the android phone so yeah i then left the windows phone never looked back and uh, that was my, my Windows journey. But I, I had it for a couple of years. I really liked uh, the way the design was. I thought it was a nice design, but I also think because it was so different and also the Metro theme, it had like these uh, yeah different looks, even if it was maybe a bit more dark mode. Um, I think it was quite hard to port over an app from iOS or Android, which were a lot closer from from a design perspective to, to make that. But yeah. Stephen, did you have a Windows phone? I did not. Um, okay. I had a, a test device, which was indeed a, a Nokia. But other than that, uh, I've never had a Windows phone as my primary phone. So you've been iOS only the entire life? No, no. I actually had at some point um, one of these phones that you could flip open in the middle and it revealed an entire keyboard. And there was this little pen with it and it was running... Windows Compact Edition or something like that. <laughs> okay, the old days. Yeah, very old. That's days. very old days. I mean, so that I've that's that. a Windows phone, I suppose. Um, <laughs> just not the one you were thinking of. That was basically just Windows ninety five, but just running really small. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. I, I didn't. Did you have a task manager on there? Yeah, definitely. So. Oh yeah. I, I'm right. trying to figure out what kind of device that was, but it's it's been. I had, I had it, but it was branded from uh, T-Mobile. It was the T-Mobile MDA or something. Uh, but it was basically like the the PDA things that you had back then. But in the phone form, they you could you could hold it sideways, so in landscape, and then you could slide it up, and a full keyboard would come come under it. Uh, so it it was quite cool. But you know, the Windows CE thing was never intended to run that way, so it was slow. And yes, I I was actually opening the 
task manager on my phone to to close down apps and, and yeah the keyboard with the stylus it was it was undoable but i think know, it, it was, was really an, cool at the time i think it was an htc if i'm not mistaken the one oh I had. yeah the the actual one that might be yeah okay well since we're going down memory lane i, I think i just have to mention this uh, one thing that i've been looking at lately it's uh, from mr mobile on youtube he's he's got like a, a series of like back when phones were fun like with all these weird designs that you had so you might want to check that out um but uh going back to to the dark side you, you said it before Stephen. i think uh, a lot of these operating systems have have uh, now support for dark mode ios uh since iOS 13, if I'm correct, and I yep. think Android since 9. Uh, I know you can set Windows 10 into dark mode. I know macOS now supports dark mode, and, and a lot of apps now also start supporting it. I don't know if Linux is actually supporting it, but I would guess yes. Maybe Linux was even the first. Um, they, they sometimes uh, seem to be ahead of that curve when it comes to design trends. Um, and I know that uh, at least one guy at my work, he actually even has got a, an extension for his Chrome browser, so every website will appear in dark mode. Oh, wow. Uh, which is important, I have been told. You don't need an extension for that. No? I don't think so. I think you, uh, that's the thing. I mean, I've been testing this for uh, Xamarin Form stuff, and uh, I've been implementing it for the macOS uh, uh, things on, on Xamarin Forms as well. So I had to switch back and forth. And if I think if the website supports it, then it will automatically switch together with your OS theme. At least like the Microsoft Docs and that kind of stuff and GitHub um, automatically change to a dark mode as well. Free tip right here. Yeah, free tip right there. No, I think it's uh, I think it actually forces sites that do not have a dark mode. Also right, right, right. Dark. Designers worldwide hate this guy. <laughs> well, perhaps I don't know. Uh, he might not be alone on that one. But yeah, speaking about designers, uh, Stephen, since we have already established that you are the most design aficionado from us three, what does this actually mean for your design when you go dark? When you go dark, you go down a path. Um, nah, it's it's for for implementing your design. It's pretty simple. Um, it's it's a matter of. Uh, using different colors, basically. Um, most dark modes don't really change much else than just colors. So if if you have a certain theme in your app and uh, basically listen to what the, the device platform is reporting as the current mode, so it's either dark or light or automatic or default, something like that. Um, and basically your app just responds to that and loads in a different set of colors. So Technically, it's. I'm. I'm probably now going to make Gerald's huge effort to implement it um, close to nothing. But it, it mm -hmm. isn't really that complex when it comes from a basic standpoint. Looking oh, at no, it, no, that's good. No, just yeah. implement it, man. You just know how just do it. Like it's simple, yeah. right? Simple. A couple of colors. From a design perspective, it's just a couple of colors. So yeah, it, in tech, it's probably way more difficult. Um, but Gerald knows all about this. He, he built the thing. Well, you know, it's 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 true what you say. You mean eventually, or in, in at the end of the day, it's just switching between one value or the other, uh, and not just colors. I mean, also when you're using images, uh, you probably want to, or you might want to have these in two versions as well. But yeah, it's it's what you say. It, very simply put, it's just switching between one or the other, depending on the theme. The hard thing, though, is to make that all switch um, while your app is running. 
that was basically where the the, uh, the hard part was for this. Um, so, you know, whenever your app is running and you have settings, at least on iOS uh, and, and macOS, I think, that dark mode will automatically kick in um, whenever it, it goes dark outside, so whenever the sun sets, um, and your uh, OS will switch to, to dark mode, and then your app will get a signal like, hey, you have to do it now. Um, and, and that's the hard part to to get it all uh, to, to do that automatically as well. But uh, yeah, that's all the rest, very easy. Yeah, and in, in color theory, it's it's also posing another challenge for designers, obviously, because... Just making um, a white color bl- black or a shade of black, um, that's probably not going to cut it. Because like you said, you have images, you have other elements that are interacting with that design that might not look as good on a dark background. Um, so it's for a designer, I can imagine that it's pretty heavy to basically have to do your work twice, I guess. And I personally haven't shipped an app yet that needs to support dark mode. I don't have a client that explicitly asked for it. I don't know how, about you, but... No, me neither. Uh, I mean, I've made all the apps and things compatible. Uh, so I've I've done my fair share of, of testing, but that was mostly like the testing app that we uh, that we have for, for Xamarin Forms. But yeah, so the designers probably, I mean, they like designing, right? So they should like to um, change all the colors and see how it does in different modes. Uh, I don't know. But there's there's a couple of really cool things uh, for iOS specifically. Uh, they have defined a couple of colors that um, uh, will automatically switch for you. So there's from iOS 13 and, and higher, you can use like the dynamic colors or I don't know what the, the actual uh, formal name is for them, but you will specify like I want the system blue um, and they have a shade of blue defined for uh, for whenever you're running in the light mode and a shade of blue, which is different for when you're running in the dark mode. Um, and that will switch automatically for you. So you don't even have to think about it. Um, and that's actually really cool and really powerful stuff. So that that will minimize the effort that you have to put in uh, to implementing this stuff. Uh, you can also define your own system colors, but that's kind of harder whenever you use a solution like Xamarin Forms or anything that, that comes on top, basically. Uh, but you can still do it and, and reference them then by uh, the name that you, you give them, basically. So by that, you basically make a definition per color that will switch automatically uh, depending on the, uh, the theme that you're using. And Android does something similar, which is also pretty cool. They have this mechanism where you you don't have to do anything, basically. It will just use probably, they will call it, they will use AI uh, to determine like the best suitable colors for the theme that you're running. So you just define your colors as you normally would. Um, and then whenever you switch to dark theme, as they call it, uh, they will try to, or I don't know, maybe they, they cache it uh, whenever you start running it. I don't know. Uh, but they will find out the colors that are close to your color, but are better suited for uh, the dark theme. And uh, they will just uh, apply that for you. So that, that's really cool as well. That sounds interesting. Uh, applying AI to switch to dark mode. It, it sounds so interesting. I almost have to give it a spin with uh, some a bit more sophisticated uh, designs that I have been handed over to, over the years, uh, just to see how uh, nice the AI actually renders it. But yeah, uh, it could be something that the AI could be good at if there's a certain pattern. But uh, 
I myself never up to this date did not have to yet design or deliver an app in dark mode or which is dark mode enabled. But I, I have been thinking about uh, certain designs of the one that I'm currently working with, uh, how well that would be uh, suited to run it in dark mode. And I have my reservations um, because, yeah, it seems like when you've got a white background, uh, you, you can sometimes make color buttons. Would you also still make them colored if it's in dark mode or would you just like, yeah, have the, the, the borders uh, enabled, stuff like that? Uh, and also shadows. I mean, I guess in dark mode, there are not really any shadows. Uh, in theory, they should not be. Um, what people tend to do most of the time then is make... Uh, light shadow basically um so it becomes more of a, a glow i guess uh if you want to call it that because if it's dark there are typically no shadows um so that that's basically i think the the inverted route that most people take but that's that's the thing right with colors that go well with black um so for example if you have a white background yellow is typically perceived as as absolutely horrible on white, um, where it might look great on black. Where and and I think most of, for example, iOS as well, um, it turns into this yellowish, orangey tint. The text, at least, just because that works well. So I I think color theory. That's a a whole nother topic, I guess. That I'm also not very well based in choosing colors is hard uh, i've been told that many times by uh, my my designer colleagues so yeah i give you right and color theory i mean i think there have actually been books like in plural books written on that and uh yeah it it makes a big difference and i think uh, switching from a light to a dark modes uh, will have will have quite some impact uh, which i think is also interesting to see if an ai could uh, could solve that for us which sounds very uh, appealing to me because as someone that's got no idea about all this, like zero, um, having some tool that would help you there sounds nice, but I'm also a bit scared about the result because uh, I I imagine like some Frankenstein app when switching. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to give that a spin. Uh, another thing that uh, I've been using like really, really a lot lately is actually using dark mode in all of my editors. Um, I don't know why, but it just seems like when I'm coding on my on my own workstation, on my own monitors, it just seems like a, a better contrast. But whenever I uh, have to project it somewhere, um, I think the, the light mode is, is better. But what I also found really interesting, and I just stumbled over this uh, font uh, recently, and I'll be sure to put it into the show notes, is like these glow fonts where you can have your, your highlight keywords like slightly glowing. Uh, and it's also a nice 80s theme. So that was fun putting that in, even though mildly distracting, but a fun font. I think you even have like the font where you type and then it, it, it I don't know, it sparkles or it, it, it breaks down or it does something. Sparkles. Yeah. You didn't know the one? I should find nope. it. Yeah. Maybe it's your new thing. It's your new thing. Maybe. Um, but to, to be honest, on the question, like I, I don't really use any of it. Uh, it's like Steven says, some of the apps just, uh, well, force is not the right word, but their default font, uh, their default theme is the dark theme. For instance, like the Discord app, uh, that that's all dark basically. And yeah, I don't know. It's like, okay, if you intended it to be dark, then I won't change it and I'll just run with it. But yeah, I, I'm not really, I don't see all the fuzz why everyone wants to see the dark theme everywhere and, and do their things. Um, yeah, I'm not really 
a big user of it myself. Uh, to, to be honest, actually, my uh, I, I kind of have it the other way around because VS Code, I think, is also in uh, dark mode by default. Um, and I actually switched that to light mode just because I, I don't know, I like the light mode things whenever I'm coding. So I'm, I'm actually the direct opposite of you, Mark. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, I just... Like you said, I basically just use what came out of the box. So my, my code is in dark mode. My VS for Mac is in just light mode. Um, Discord is dark again. My my text editor is dark. It's it's one big party over here, I guess, uh, with different colors and different things happening at the same time. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering because people say that dark mode is more comfortable than light mode, or at least at night. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering, and, and maybe you guys have some experience with that, is do you notice that because you have dark mode, you just tend to use your phone more at night while you should be doing other things like sleeping and that kind of stuff? I'm trying to do it less, actually. I mean, also during the day and also uh, during the evening to, to not mindlessly scroll through all the things. Um, but so yeah, no, no, actually not, and and also especially not when I'm like in bed or something. Then I just put my phone down and that's it. I'm I'm not going to look up any other things or maybe incidentally, but not like um, half an hour uh, doing stuff. So no, no, not actually. Yeah, it's I could imagine people doing that at least. Definitely. Yeah, I think the for me, um, I'm, I'm trying to keep, I don't know, a screen hygiene. I, I don't know how you want to call it. Uh, I don't clean it. I don't mean that. But I mean, same as you said, Gerald, I, I try to be a bit more mindful with my screen time, like uh, not scrolling uh, through stuff that really doesn't interest me. And uh, I, I also rarely use my phone while I'm in bed. I usually set an alarm and that's it. And charge it or plug it into the charger and then yeah i might read the book and then yeah go to sleep but uh i i can't say that switching that over to dark mode would have any difference it might also be that i i, I still think it's like really bright um since i've got a, an led screen uh, it's more an aesthetic uh in in my eyes and not really i, I don't think it's really any darker uh, i think it would have the same brightness if you would measure it Okay, so, but if we go back to like, okay, does it, I mean, it all looks beautiful and, and designers can go nuts and do all the things, but um, if we go back to, does it have an actual use? Is it, I, because when I implemented this, I also came across the things like high contrast modes and that kind of things. Is that something that you um, have experience with implementing or um, know what, what that's all about? The only experience I have with high contrast mode is that I would put PCs that were left unlocked in high contrast mode just for fun. <laughs> um, back in school, that is. Um, that's all. That's, that's all. it. That's my high no, contrast. No sending emails to everyone. Please help me. I don't know how to lock my computer, setting a QCAC picture on the best desktop <laughs> backgrounds, and then putting all the Windows again back open, and they will notice it when they. Yeah, so the backgrounds, no, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm with you on the backgrounds, but uh, other than that, I'm a, I was a civil student, I guess. 
So that's my only experience with it. Mark, do you have any like experience with high contrast modes and that kind of stuff? I've, I've worked together with a with a colleague who who, had, who was visually impaired, and he put uh, all of his like his his computer was in that high contrast mode, and um, yeah, it's it. I think one could call it dark mode, and um, yeah, you got like some colors that highlight it uh, certain areas. Um, for me, not being used to it, it was a, a bit disorienting at first. But uh, yeah, it, it makes a lot of stuff um, a lot clearer. Like uh, if you, I think that's also the, the purpose of it, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's. I think it's an interesting experience, and I also thought it was very interesting because uh, sometimes when you when you take certain designs, um, you go a bit overboard with stuff, and uh, putting it into high contrast mode can can show you how. Uh, a simple and elegant design can do a lot more and uh, still get the job done. And uh, yeah, uh, that's my experience with the super high contrast mode. What about you, Gerald? Well, yeah, I think same as any. Um, and and it's always kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm happy to not have to uh, use it myself. But I mean, it's also important. But I think we've talked about this before, like the accessibility part is... Um, um, sadly, one of the things that uh, gets skipped a lot of times, um, and but also the the you see that also like at the OS level even. Uh, I mean, I think Windows, uh, so UWP, the support for the dark mode and stuff there, they had a pretty good support for like the high contrast things. Um, I think iOS did a pretty decent job as well. They had at least some. Um, uh, methods that you could use for that or or the colors uh, let's let's put it this way at least the colors that they have defined that you can define yourself as well that switch automatically between light and dark they also have a uh, variation for the high contrast one uh, so at least they they put some thought in it uh, and for android i don't think they had like any at least not in regard to the dark and light theme stuff uh, they didn't really have any uh, thing in, in in place for that unless I maybe overlooked it um, but yeah no I don't have any actual um, experience with with actually implementing it and knowing what is important in that area unfortunately so basically concluding I guess uh, this whole thing if if you ask me if you don't like dark mode just don't use it um, yeah if if you do like it use it i mean even if you're in a light environment if if that aesthetic is what you like and you don't have trouble reading your screen because i guess that's the the most important part can you still read and see what what's happening um go for whatever works for you i guess um that's my take on it yeah definitely i mean we've got opinions for you but uh i mean we still love you all the same if you're a dark mode lover then um, you're still our friend, but uh, you know, it's just all about what you want and what you care about, and uh, that's basically true for all the things, right? Nicely said, and I think that wraps our episode on going dark. We've been your hosts, Mark Halibone, Gerald Fleiss, and Stephen Tewisa. Let us know what your thoughts are on dark mode. Do you like it, hate it, or don't care? Tell us on Twitter at nullpointers.io. Stay safe, and until next week. Thank you.